Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. When we're given instruction or counsel from God that doesn't make sense to us, we often question it and refuse to act upon it. Where would Peter be if he ignored the instruction of Jesus in Luke chapter 5? Let's take a look at a watershed moment in Peter's life that ultimately led to him being an apostle of Jesus. Well, good afternoon and welcome to another teaching. Today we're going to be discussing Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. It's going to be the calling of Peter and the first disciples. So I'm just going to go ahead and read it and we will get right into it. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret with the people crowding around him and listening to the word of God, he saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken, and so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on you will catch men. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. So as always, the first question we ask ourselves is, why is this in the Bible? You remember that Romans 15.4 says that everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, not simply to tell us a story, so we look, we look into this to see what it has to teach us. Similarly, 1 Corinthians 10 verses 6 and 11 say that these things were written down as examples to us. So we look into this now and we see what examples it has for us to learn from. Well, Father, we do thank you for this time. We thank you for your mercy and goodness on our lives. We thank you for this teaching, Father. Holy Spirit, we ask you to guide us now and lead us now into all truth as we study the word of God. Open our hearts to receive. In Jesus' name, Amen and amen. So let's go ahead and get right into it in verse 1. Verse 1 says, One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret with the people crowding around him listening to the word of God. What do we listen to today? What do we allow into our minds today? There is literally nothing more profitable than spending time in the word of God, than being washed in the word of God than cleansing your mind with the word of the living God. How much time do we spend in our Bibles? 
You notice these people were crowding around and listening to the word of God. We live in a time and in a culture where our minds are bombarded with so many things and literally there is nothing better for us than our time in the word of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now it's also notable that Jesus was teaching the word of God. Whether we be ministers or not, all of us as Christians and disciples of Jesus are called to teach the word of God. We're all called to give counsel based on the word of God. We're all called to give instruction based on the word of God. We want to be careful that we don't use our own opinions or our own thoughts or our own ideas. We want our counseling and our instruction to be based on the word of God. And so we find here that Jesus is teaching the people the word of God. And we want to be careful. We want to be men and women that encourage people, that build people up, but always based on the word of God, not based on our own opinions, not based on our own thoughts, and certainly not based on our own culture. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verses 2 and 3. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. Quickly, it's interesting that Jesus was teaching the word of God standing in verse 1. Now in verse 3, he's sitting in the boat and teaching the word of God. There's no better thing to do in our lives, whether we're sitting, whether we're standing, whether we're walking, than to teach the word of God, than to listen to the word of God, than to just spend time in our Bible. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In verse 2, it says that the fishermen are cleaning their nets. But as we already read in verse 5, Simon says, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. So this has been a hard night. They've worked who knows how many hours, 7, 8, 9, 10 hours through the night, and they didn't catch anything. And yet they're still having to spend time to clean the nets from what, you know, for what did get caught in the nets. Now, we don't know what they're cleaning the nets from. It could be seaweed. It could be garbage. But this has been a hard night. And sometimes some of the biggest blessings in our lives will come after a difficult season. By the time this story is done, we're going to see that, that these men are going to leave everything and they're going to follow Jesus. But right now, they're cleaning nets that haven't caught anything but trash. And sometimes we have to go through seasons like this in our lives. And they're difficult seasons. Thank you, Father, for the times where, where you see the season we're in. And we thank you, Lord, that you never leave us or forsake us. And Father, we look forward to the time where, where the nets are beginning to break because the blessing of God has come in so far on us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So yeah, they're, they're washing out their nets of anything but fish. There's nothing profitable that they had that night. And we're going to see this was intentionally done by God. Verse 3 says he got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. Notice that Jesus doesn't ask permission to get into the boat. He just, of his own will, gets into the boat, and he asks to be pushed out a little from shore, because obviously he wants to continue finishing teaching the word of God. But he doesn't ask for permission. Psalm 24.1 says the earth is the Lord's, and everything in it, the world and all who live in it, belong to God. So Jesus just gets into a boat, asks Simon to push out so he can finish his teaching. Verse 4 and 5. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. 
Verse 5, Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. Why does Peter say this to Jesus? Jesus gives him a command. He says, put out into deep water and let down for a catch. Why does Peter say, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. It's clear that Peter doesn't believe this is going to work. It's clear that Peter doesn't have any faith that by going all the way out into deep water and dropping the nets, that things are going to be different. But things are different this time. This time, Jesus is in the boat. Imagine they, they worked, again, we said seven, eight, ten hours through the night and haven't caught anything. And as a matter of fact, they're having to, to clean garbage out of their nets. But this time, Jesus is in the boat. And when Jesus is in our boat, when Jesus is in the situation, everything changes and it changes drastically. But Peter has a choice to make. Peter can tell Jesus, you know what, Jesus, it's been a long night we haven't caught anything, and no, I'm a professional fisherman. So is Andrew, so is James, so is John. Um, we've just gone through the best time for fishing at night and haven't caught anything. And so this is just going to be an object in futility. If Peter says no here, he does not get the blessing from God. And that is paramount, as we'll see. Jesus gives a simple command put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Sometimes in our lives, the biggest blessings in our lives or the most profound blessings in our lives are going to be in deep water. Sometimes we're going to have to put in a little more effort to walk in the blessing that God has for us. And sometimes it'll be counterintuitive. Sometimes it won't make much sense, right? This doesn't make sense. And Peter clearly doesn't think it's going to work. He does not have any faith that this is going to work. But the key thing he says is, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. What are the areas in our lives today that Jesus is telling us to put out into deep waters and let down the nets for the catch? What are the nets in our lives that we need to let down? You notice that that Peter has to obey the command of Jesus. Now remember, when Jesus speaks, he's speaking the word of God. So when he tells Peter, put out into deep water and let down the nets for the catch, that's the word of God. What is the Bible telling us today? What is Jesus telling us today? What is the deep water that we need to row out to and put in some effort, even though it doesn't make sense? And then we need to let down the nets and if we'll do that, we'll find the blessing of the Lord, just as Simon is going to do here. Now, remember, he gives Jesus a little kickback here. Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. He's just letting Jesus know that they've worked hard and they haven't caught anything but garbage. Some of us are in a season of our lives right now where we've been working hard we've been pressing in and it doesn't seem like it's doing any good as a matter of fact all that's coming into our nets is garbage and if we're in that season tonight the first thing we want to know is that Jesus is in the boat have you invited Jesus into the situation if you've never been saved if you haven't asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life well then do that now simply go to Jesus and pray to him Lord Jesus I confess I am a sinful person 
I know I cannot save myself. Jesus, I believe that you died for me and I believe that you're alive and risen and I ask you to come into my heart to be the Lord of my life, to save me from my sin and to bring me to heaven when I die. I place all my faith and trust and confidence in you alone to save me, Lord Jesus, and to be my everlasting Lord and God. Now, if you pray that prayer, you're a Christian. But now even as Christians, even as disciples of Jesus, we want to make sure we invite Jesus into the boat. Whatever our circumstances today, whether it be good or bad, have you invited Jesus into the boat? None of this can happen. None of this blessing can come unless Jesus is in the boat. So whatever you're going through today, just simply pray, Lord Jesus, I invite you into this situation. I invite you into my time today. I invite you into this recording, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, we do thank you that whatever we're going through, we can invite you into it. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you want to be a part of it. Thank you, Father. We thank you that everything is always better if Jesus is in the boat. Thank you, Lord. So Simon has a choice to make. He's worked hard. He's let Jesus know that. And he's very clearly shown him that, showed Jesus that he doesn't think this is going to help. But again, a paramount key is, whether it makes sense to us or not, is this line, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. Father, I ask you to help all of us today to have this heart in us when things don't make sense that will say to you, but because you say so, Jesus, I will let down the nets. Even if we don't have faith, the blessing here, what's interesting is Peter has no faith at this moment, but he does obey Jesus. He does obey the word of God. He does put in the effort to go all the way out into deep water, and he puts in the effort to let down the nets. It's not a complicated instruction. Put out into deep water and let down the nets. And Jesus doesn't respond when he says, Master, we worked hard all night and caught nothing. Jesus doesn't respond to that at all. That's true. But Jesus has given us an instruction. And what are the instructions he's giving us today? What is Jesus telling you today? Where is he telling you to row out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch? Thank you, Father. Father, I ask you to help us one and all to have this heart in us again that says, because you say so, Jesus, I will let down the nets. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. So what we see here is what Peter, although he doesn't have faith, he is going to have obedience. And that obedience is going to lead to faith before the end of this story. Thank you, Father. Verses 6 and 7. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. What's the difference here? They had worked all night and didn't catch one thing. It was a difficult night. It was hard work, Simon Peter said, and all they got in return was trash. How many times did they let down those nets? Did, was it 10 times, 20 times, 30 times? I'm not, a, I'm not a fisherman. The difference, as we said before, is this time Jesus was in the boat. 
And apparently when Jesus is in the situation, it doesn't take all night. It doesn't take 10, 20, 50 drops of the nets. When Jesus is in the boat and when Jesus tells us to do something, Simon obeys Jesus and the blessing is so large that Peter and Andrew can't even maintain the blessing. They have to bring over their partners, James and John, and the blessing is so big, imagine it, both boats are sinking because Peter simply obeyed the word of God when it didn't make sense. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Golly, Lord, we thank you for your mercy and your goodness on our lives. Help us, Lord, when things don't make sense. Help us, Lord Jesus, when things are counterintuitive to simply do what the word of God has instructed us to do. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The only difference is that Jesus is in the boat. And Jesus has given some instructions. And it's going to take some effort on our part sometimes. Put out to deep water. That's going to take some effort on our part, particularly when it doesn't make sense. And then to let down for a catch when you've already let down whatever, 20, 30, 50 times and there hasn't been a catch. It's going to take some obedience. But as we're going to see, Peter's obedience is going, to, is going to then bring him into an incredible faith. Verses 8 and 9 and 10. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Verse 8, when Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. I think what Peter realizes is that he had no faith for this. He was doubting Jesus. He didn't believe that this would do any good at all. But he obeyed what Jesus said, and now he has this faith that puts him at the knees of Jesus. This is where everything begins. Wherever we are today in the world, everything starts at the knees of Jesus. Wherever you are today, if you're not a Christian, then fall to your knees and ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life, as we said earlier. But even as Christians, it'll do us well to fall to our knees and to acknowledge to Jesus who he is, that Lord, you are the Lord of our lives and I am a sinful man. Now, out of this, Peter is going to become an apostle of Jesus Christ. But we cannot minister to the Lord. And I'm not talking about a paid minister here. All Christians are called to be ministers of Jesus. But we cannot minister to Jesus until we've come to this place. Have you come to the place today? All of us should have a heart to minister for Jesus. But we cannot get there until we will first fall on our knees before Jesus and say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinful man or a sinful woman. Now, Simon Peter says, go away from me. We certainly don't want Jesus to go away from us and he won't go away from us. But you notice he's so convicted. What is Peter saying here? Peter very well may be saying, Lord Jesus, I am a sinful man and a, and a man like you shouldn't have to suffer a man like me. Someone like you shouldn't have to put up with someone like me. Go away from me, Lord. Now, Jesus is never going to leave him. 
Or he could be saying, you know what, Lord, your holiness is more than I can bear, and I am a sinful man. Wherever we are today, man or woman, everything starts on our knees before Jesus. And you know what? Perhaps today's a good day to practice some introspection. Maybe today's a day we look inside ourselves and we see, you know, Lord, there are some things inside of us that that we really need to repent for. I have been sinful in this way, whether it's in my thoughts or my words or my actions. And Jesus, I repent. And Jesus will be right there with you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This is probably the biggest, most watershed moment in Peter's life. Remember, if Peter doesn't let down the nets, if Peter doesn't obey Jesus when it doesn't make sense, He doesn't get to this place of faith where he sees Jesus for who he is. As the true Lord, as the Son of God, go away from me, Lord. You know, sometimes our faith will lead to obedience. But in this case, Peter didn't have any faith. But his obedience led him to faith. Father, help us today to see the areas of our lives where we need to fall before you, Lord, and repent. And we thank you, Lord Jesus. In verse 11, it says, Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. Wow. Father, we just thank you for your mercy on our lives and your goodness. If we look at how this story began, the story begins with them having a tough season. Now, this season was a night. Sometimes we may be in a tough season for a night, it may be a day, it may be a week, it may be a month. Who knows how long it's been? It's been a long season. I mean, you've gone out and you've worked hard and you haven't caught anything. As a matter of fact, you have caught some stuff, but it's just been garbage. And all you've had to do is clean yourself off the garbage. But then you obey Jesus when it doesn't make sense. And because of your obedience, when it doesn't make sense, Jesus shows you. He gives you a glimpse of who he really is. Notice notice what happens here. Hear what Jesus has to say to you today. Let everyone hear today, don't be afraid. Now to Simon, he says, don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. What is he saying to you today? Don't be afraid. It's going to be okay. Don't be afraid. I know the plans that I have for you plans to prosper you and bless you. But hear what Jesus has for you today. Simon Peter is going to go from a a fisherman of fish to now he's going to go out and make disciples of men and women for Jesus Christ. His life is drastically changed. But remember, none of this happens if he's not willing to do the counterintuitive. None of this happens if he's not willing to row out into deep water. Master, we worked hard all night and caught nothing. I don't know how many times in my life that, you know, I might have said to Jesus, you know what, Jesus, Uh, I think you're a carpenter. Now you're a a preacher and you're a great preacher. But you know what? Uh, No, Uh, I'm tired. And, you know, all we're doing is cleaning trash out of our nets. If if you want to go fishing, I'll take you next week. And how many times have I missed a blessing from Jesus because I wasn't willing to follow the simple instructions of the word of God? Look at the revelation that these men get. And it's not just Peter. It's Peter, Andrew, 
James and John. It says, so they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. They didn't even take time to gather this massive load of fish and take it to the market and sell it. You would have think they would have they would have at least gathered up all the fish and taken it to the market and got the money. But they are so enamored with Jesus that they left everything so they could just follow Jesus. What are some things today that Jesus is calling us to leave behind? What are some things in our lives that that we need to leave. It says they left everything and followed him. Perhaps there's some things in our lives today that Jesus is calling us to to leave behind, things that are not helpful to us. Obviously, any sin in our lives, the Lord is calling us to leave behind. What's in your life today that he's calling you to, to leave behind so that you can better follow him? Father, our hearts are to follow Jesus. Help us, Father, to have a heart that wants to pull our boat up on shore, to leave behind what we need to leave behind and to follow Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your mercy and goodness on our lives. We thank you for your favor and your grace. Lord, we love you. We thank you and we praise you today. We thank you for the word of God. Lord, we ask you to give us eyes that see today and ears that hear where we need to put out into deep water, Lord. Help us, Lord, to obey you even where it doesn't make sense that we might have faith to see Jesus more clearly. And help us this day, Lord, to come to you and to fall on our knees and to confess to you, Lord, who you are. You are the Lord of our lives and who we are not. We are sinful men and women, Lord, who only by your grace are able to be saved and do anything in our lives. Father, we love you, we bless you, and we thank you. We thank you for the word of God. We commit it into your hands in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. For more information about our ministry, please visit www.kingdomd.org.